It's happening now. Welcome everyone. Loser leaves wrestling. This is uh, Empty Arena. This, this is, is Empty it. Arena. Uh, this is the second episode, uh, second attempt, second episode. Um, yeah. But one, uh, this is uh, this is Loser leaves wrestling. Uh, my name is Red Jefferson. I'm here with Roy Lazowitz. How are we feeling? Roy? Hey, I'm doing great. I love, I love that you alternate between Lazarus and Hammer. Just however you're feeling in the moment. Honestly, it's what I think your name is at that moment. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I, I will completely forget the other one. <laughs> I'll be like, which one do I call? Him? <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, no, it's yeah. okay. I wish my name was Hammer, but in reality, my name is Lazarowitz, and I'm okay with no, that. No, no, that's got history. That's got rich yeah, history. Right, right, got, exactly. Uh, got your grandpa, um, really a, a renowned professional boxer, renowned yeah, Hall of Famer, in, Hall of Famer, Hall of Fame boxer. Um, not like they have the Hall of Fame these days, you know. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in a few Hall of Fames myself. Yeah. Uh, yeah but uh, we were talking about wrestling. This was WrestleMania weekend. Wow. Uh, we just wow. wrapped up. We just, we just wrapped up. We literally just saw the closing moments of it. Where did I put my goddamn notebook? <laughs> we literally just saw the mo. Okay, all right. I was trying to stall until you got. No, that. no, you did a good job. No, I was, I was pretty. It was pretty close, man. There, I have pages and pages yeah. of notes. We should really just start talking about it. Um, we gonna, we're going to start from the very beginning. Let's let's just go with WrestleMania first. We just, it's fresh on our brains, and let's regurgitate some of that, right? No. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. I was going to go chronologically, but if you want to go to WrestleMania, we can go to WrestleMania. Maybe we should do chronologically. You I just think, like, yeah, let's 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 jog our memories a little bit because it, you know, Friday feels like so long ago. And before you know we even. That's before we even get into it, I do want to take a second. I, I, I got to see a couple of his matches, but every year well, since they've started doing all of these indie shows in you know in and around WrestleMania, there's always one wrestler on the independent scene who like shines the most, right? Like a couple of years ago, it ended up being PCO because he had this match against Walter and he came back mm -hmm. and all of that. Um, I just want to. Whose weekend do you think it was? Yeah, so I want to take a quick shout out um, to the one wrestler who I think had the best weekend who was not on the Ring of Honor show or on WrestleMania. It was Speedball Mike Bailey. Mike Bailey wrestled nine matches in three days. You really love your Speedball. I do love Speedball. I do. But all you of his opponents were different. I just think that he like flies like crazy, but he can kick like crazy. I, I don't know. He's a good time. He's always a good time. I, I gotta see more of this guy, but uh, yeah. yeah, he's. I'm trying to think of who I thought might have had the the X Pac, the killer weekend. No, it's Stone Cold. Oh well, sure, of course. Stone Cold had the best weekend. You know, it's <laughs> tough. It's tough to you know if we're going all the way around. I also think. I mean, Cody. Like, it's hard. Cody. It's hard it, to it, beat that moment. There's hard to beat these moments. Let's start talking about um, Super Card of Honor. Not start Let's start with Super Card of Honor. Let's start with Super Card of Honor. This was this past Friday. Jeez, where did these old notes go? That's the we Here we go. Super Card of Honor. Uh, we had Ring of Honor. And we're just going to kind of go over some of the hits. Some of some the of hits. Some of the hits of what, what happened. Uh, we did see some, like, cool faces because this is the first Ring of Honor uh, produced by Tony Khan. Yeah. Tony Khan's new, uh, new purchase. Oh, by the way, oh, man. What? What happened? <laughs> I, just, like, I just wanted to get one in there, you know? Yeah. Uh, we've got that new one, and we got this one, too. 
<laughs> I just wanted to <laughs> spice up the audience before we get into this. So we had uh, so the first Tony Khan produced Ring of Honor, right? Yeah. So we're we're all very curious, and uh, yeah, just the, anyone's uh, anything. St- what's your? Let's talk about the big thing first. FTR versus the Briscoes. We just got to get this out of the way. This was my match of the the whole weekend. The whole uh, weekend. Yeah. It wasn't my moment of the weekend, but it was my match of the weekend. There were a couple that were maybe a little bit kind of, sort of, maybe kind of close, but this was just, this was easily in the top three best tag team matches I've ever seen, especially mm-hmm. live. Like mm-hmm. you go back, you know, oh, you got to watch this match from the 80s or whatever, and you go back and you find it. But like live, watching yeah. it, this is easily in the top three, if not like one or two. Um, everything from start to finish. The fact like you so rarely see it when like, before the lockup, before anything, the crowd's just going wild, mm-hmm. and that's the crowd great was hot for this Ooh. man. And the uh, like, I just can't wait because they're gonna fight again. Yeah, like, they, they I, I feel like it can't not. Uh, great job all around. Briscoes did a great job. There's some really cool spots in the match. Like, and I don't like honestly. Like, I've seen uh, pieces of Briscoes here and there, and I've always yeah. liked them. I've always wanted to see more, but I, yeah. I never really had like a steady binge of it. Yeah, but man, they are my. Like every time I see them, their their characters, their 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 personalities, the way they gel together, and they just have that second hand because they're brothers, you know. Right. They're always right there, and it makes sense. And they're just a different style. Yep. They wrestle different. They just like, and especially, I'm a big fan of uh, Mark. Mark sure. Briscoe's my boy. Yeah. I love <laughs> what is it, hillbilly kung fu? Uh, yeah. Redneck kung fu. Redneck kung fu. Yeah. Love it. Love yeah. it to death. And I love the missing teeth. He's such a character. Yeah. And uh, Jay has apologized. It's Jay so has apologized. Now. Yeah, multiple times. And he's times. so he's a change. He's a different person than he was yeah. in 2011. Absolutely. And so who is who is a different? Yeah, who we're gonna we're gonna talk it? a little bit about some questionable decisions that people have made. Not me. But some questionable decisions that other people <laughs> have made. Good, good disclaimer. <laughs> yeah. uh, because there's something that I found out that I'd like maybe heard about a little bit, but there's some questionable pieces of information that I found out about uh, one new signee by the WWE that we're going to have to talk oh, about. We're, we we're going to get to it. Uh, um, but yeah, but- I, I think also just like, and also have you ever seen, I don't know if he did it in the match, I don't remember, but have you ever seen Mark Briscoe's Froggy Bow? He jumps off the top rope, does oh, a frog yeah. Oh, yeah, the froggy bow. Yeah. Drop. Fantastic. Uh, I, You know, a little fantasy book and a little crackpot theory here. And I know that they're talking about how, you know, Warner Media doesn't want the Briscoes, et cetera. But I just wonder if a one-off dynamite match of Red Dragon and the Young Bucks versus FTR and the Briscoes, an eight-man tag match. That I want to see. <laughs> oh, that's hot. <laughs> <laughs> that is hot. You're getting the official Will Smith. That's hot of the day. That's gonna be a thing. <laughs> Just gonna be one moment where someone gets the Will Smith. That's hot of the day. Um, that's actually really cool. Uh, and well, maybe, maybe who knows what happens uh, yeah. moving forward. Yeah. Um, but I, I do hope they're a part of Ring of Honor. Yeah. I, I mean, like I understand if they're not on Turner, I'm fine with that. Well, who knows where Ring of Honor goes? But right. Well, I just, also, uh, I, I will say I, I saw some some hot insider info. Uh, the Briscoes also fought the Good Brothers at that Impact show, which is mm-hmm. the reason why I purchased it. Haven't watched it yet, but that's one of the reasons why I purchased it. And uh, I, I saw some some hot tips that Impact is working to try to make the Briscoes regulars. 
Yes, that oh. was uh, going to be my news this coming week. Oh, interesting. Uh, little, oh. Uh, it's going to be a packed show. Out. You should all check out uh, the news you can't lose uh, every Saturday live on uh, it's, it's in YouTube. the weekly wrestle, the weekly yeah. wrestle on YouTube. Uh, Loser leaves wrestling on YouTube. Yeah, check it out. Check it. You out. know what? You uh, know what this this coming weekly wrestle is. Well, this coming weekly wrestle is number twenty. It's number twenty. Number twenty. The weekly 20 wrestle. Weeks number twenty. The weekly wrestle. I guess it has been. How we haven't missed that? a week. Have we? We've missed maybe one. We've missed like one week. Yeah, we I missed think, one I week. Think we missed one week. We have, I shouldn't have. And then we the almost year. missed another week, but you happened to find a library to go. I to. I found a library. I did outside. You should but, check out that. I think it's episode ten, uh, nine. Yeah, it's, it's either nine or eleven. One or the other. Yeah, uh, but the so after that uh, Briscoe's match, by the way, FTR won. Yeah, uh, which did. I thought was a very interesting choice. But I guess, but what was there? It made sense. It made sense. But then afterwards, we get uh, the Young Bucks coming in, super kicking the Briscoes. Uh, they cha- And then uh, FTR is like, challenge the Young Bucks to a fight right then and there. And uh, there's like, nah, <laughs> no, maybe this Wednesday on right. Dynamite. Right. So we're getting uh, the Young Bucks versus FTR this Wednesday on Dynamite. Um, excited for that. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And I thought this was a cool way of setting it up. Um, I, I know this isn't going to be regular for ring of honor to have this much cross, uh, promotion and there's going to be some, but like, it was nice to see it at this point. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, absolutely. And they all have a history in ring of honor. So that oh, makes it time. easier too. Yeah. Big time. I mean, the Briscoes and the Bucks have fought like 10,000 times at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a point and I lost it. I lost it. That's okay. Well, if you find it. Yeah. We're gonna bring it right back. We're yeah. gonna have it, and then we'll be like, "Oh, uh, is that your idea?" Hello there. Um, <laughs> Hello, idea. <laughs> and then when you get it, we're gonna <laughs> give you one of those. Um, but we uh, so another interesting thing happened. I guess uh, we should talk about this. Jay Lethal. Uh, Jay I, Lethal I'm versus Lee Moriarty. I'm glad you brought um, this up. Uh, Jay Lethal has been on AEW uh, the past few weeks, losing and losing efforts and good matches against good matches. Uh, Ricky Starks and yep. uh, Moxley. And uh, he's been losing efforts. He's like, something's got to change. Something has got to change. Got to change. Got to change. And uh, this time it did change because he was uh, he was about to lose to Lee Moriarty when he just went for the low blow. Went right went in the, the ding blow. ding. Right, right in the ding ding. Sanjay Dutt looked like he was pissed about it. But in reality, he's in cahoots with Jay Lethal. Yeah, um, I I actually don't like that part of it, but I like the idea of a reluctant heel. Like, I love you, but I just need to win. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I, I wish they kind of played that up a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I don't think they um did. No, it's, it felt like that at first. It felt like that at he first. He was so ashamed. Yeah. And like, yeah. After he low blowed him and got the win, uh, you see Jay Lethal he looks miserable. And he's like, kind of like contemplating the shit he just did. And then everyone's getting mad at him. But then he starts attacking. Like, I'm just like, I wish it was kept kind of that simple. You yeah. know, that simple, just like one way. I don't care anymore. Uh, you know, I'm your friend. But if we're in the ring, I need to be the best. Sure. Sure. You yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I wish that I, we don't get that story a lot. I wish no. we did. Yeah. By the way, you look like uh, Elliot from... Uh, E.T. right now. (laughs) (laughs) Roy's wearing a little red hoodie. Uh, If you were watching the Patreon, if you're part of our Loser Leaves Wrestling Patreon, you'd get to see that. Uh, I actually, I'll I'll be on Patreon. I'm going to disappear. I'm going to disappear for one second because I got to turn the fan on. This hoodie is making me hot. Well, I'm going to vamp. I'm going to vamp. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So uh, wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. I, I you know, I, I have to. This was a, a great weekend for me. I uh, watched wrestling with my uh, partner, which was fun. And uh, they didn't uh, they didn't mind it, which was very exciting. And now Roy's back. Thank God. Yeah. I was talking about my partner watching wrestling with me, and I was just like, I, I went off the rails there, Roy. Yeah, I uh, I showed my my partner because uh, my partner used to watch AEW with me all the, especially in the beginning, like the first like few months of AEW um, of Dynamite, we watched together, and that was really Cody's best time. That was like Cody's peak for me. Mm -hmm. uh, so we both really liked Cody. So when a Cody came back, I was like, oh, you got to watch Cody, and they really liked Seth Rollins' gear. They thought Seth Rollins had great gear. Which this he weekend, did, or... yeah. This weekend, he had great gear. This weekend, yeah. I can't stand them as a, as a character, though. Yeah, neither. Well, we'll get to that. It's unfortunate. Uh, we'll get that. I, I just want to say uh, real quick before we move on to a different thing on Supercard, Lee Moriarty is awesome. Like, I think if you line up all of these like young studs that AEW has, the like the hooks, the Daniel Garcias. The um, the even the Wheeler Yudas and like Lee Moriarty and maybe a couple others that I can't think of right now. Lee, I think, is the best all around professional wrestler, which is uh, yeah, maybe a controversial not, take, but I think Lee's awesome. It's not too controversial. I think a lot of people really like him. Uh, I'm not I'm not as sold on him as uh, you are, but um, we'll see. We'll see. Well, you're he's, a he's big still on the rise, big Yuda guy now. Well, that's my next up is yeah. Wheeler Yuda winning the uh, uh, the the. Pure title, the pure wrestling title. What's it called? Yeah, the, yeah it's the, just the pure, Ring of Honor I think pure it's like title. The pure title, yeah. Yeah, and so, uh, uh, which I love, I love the pure title. I remember I was even gonna as ask a kid. You, yeah, uh, I remember as a kid when I went to my first Ring of Honor show. It was like maybe two thousand five. Crazy. So Samoa Joe was there. Nigel oh. McGuinness was there. Uh, Nigel McGuinness versus Cole Cabana was the main event. That's so cool. Uh, yeah. And, By the uh, way, Cole Cabana wrestled on the pre-show. Yeah, he had a good match at Blake Christian, and he won, which was very cool. That's very cool. But uh, yeah, uh, so I uh, I'm very excited for that. What we were talking about? Wheeler Yuta winning the pure title. Yeah, Wheeler. Uh, so I love the the pure title. I just love the rules of it. I love this the the, the structure. Basically, yeah. it's just like I like. I, that's why I would love a dog collar match when it's done well, like this past one. You know, when there's there's actual like back and forth. You have to use that instead of doing yeah. your regular stuff, you know? Yeah. And that's what I kind of like is just like the rope break thing. I love that as a rule. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just a lot of that in the closed fists. I like the sense of realism to it. You have to be more yeah. creative. I liked um, to early on in the match, Josh Woods kept pushing Yuta into the ropes, forcing him to use his rope breaks. Like he would get him in a submission hold near the ropes and Yuta had no choice but to get the ropes. Like that's good strategy. Like that's yeah. a good way to use the rules to your advantage. And I like when they do that. So, and there's also just, it, it's good. Uh, it's good because of the rules of the match. It allows for a lot more interesting storytelling mm -hmm. when you're like, Oh, like, like the story's being already spelled out by the rules. Like once you grab the rope twice, you're like, you can't like you can only grab it one more time, so be careful with it. If you lose that, you're just like next submission, you're done. Yeah. Like, and there's that thing, that air over it that you that everyone realizes no matter what, the submission's put in, you're lost. So yeah. when uh the Ring of Honor tape library becomes readily available to us, we should go back and do like a pick like two or three original pure rules matches and watch. I would them. love it. I would love it. Um we should definitely do that. Um, but yes, uh, so that, that, that was definitely a, a highlight as well. Wheeler Yuta beating Josh Woods. Uh, another one, just more newsworthy with Brian Cage making his reappearance into Ring of Honor. Right. Uh, part of Tully Blanchard Enterprises. Yeah. Along with uh, these two other guys. And uh, 
It was a good squash. He fought Ninja Mac and, and destroyed Ninja yeah, Mac. Yeah, Ninja Mac. So, like, I've, I've been indifferent. I used to not like Ninja Mac. Now I'm just indifferent towards Ninja Mac. And, uh, because I just, my feeling is, like, similar to some other guys in GCW. And, like, look, I like GCW a lot more than my, my partner here. But, um, uh, they bring in too many dudes who know how to fly and do flashy shit, but don't really know how to wrestle. Mm-hmm. And he's one of those people to me. But he's gotten better a little bit. Uh, still doesn't know how to sell, but a lot of people in GCW don't do that very often. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. No, it's, it's true. true. It's just I'm, true. Just, I'm just giddy. It doesn't, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't always take me out of the match, but sometimes it does. Um, but he's a perfect person to squash because Brian Cage can throw him around. And you look, Brian Cage in Tully Blanchard, that's a good fit. I like that fit. And I have a, I have an idea for Brian Cage and where they're going with Brian Cage. Uh, we'll talk about it in a second. But my I said this to you before. I've said this to you multiple times now. Stop putting guys with mohawks with Tully Blanchard. Tully you Blanchard is class. Don't put no mohawk guy with old Tully Blanchard. Uh, old actually, Wolverine you know sideburns. You told me this. You said that Tully Blanchard is class. And after you said that, I accepted it at first, but then I got to really thinking about it. Is he? <laughs> because honestly, he seems pretty tacky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, that's fair. He seems pretty tacky, that's and fair. who more tacky than Cage? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who tackier? <laughs> uh, uh, other notable things on the show: um, Swerve for Alex Zane. Swerve looked good. Alex Swerve Zane looked, looked like an idiot with the eye patch. Um, <laughs> we got uh, Mercedes versus Willow. Honestly, a disappointment. I really like Willow Nightingale. I think I like the personality, but yeah. boy, is she not ready? Well, she's she's you know she's green, she's green for sure. But I hope she sticks around because I do like her a lot. No, I I think she has good personality. Um, good look. I just the yeah. just not it's, meeting it in the ring. It's interesting to see. I mean, I assume this is going to lead to Mercedes versus Deanna Parazzo, and it, Mercedes it, it, is going to win mm-hmm. because Deanna Mercedes under contract. But also Mercedes is. There's something like a little off. Mm-hmm. She's not as crisp as she, like when I first saw her, and I'll be honest, I, I didn't see her early work. I saw her when she was in the May Young Classic. Sure, yeah. Well, she she was fucking there. tore the house down. Yeah. And that was like, what, six years now? Yeah, yeah. And it's also like, when does she work consistently anymore? I mean, if you if you were on the indies as long as she was, she was probably working five, six, seven, eight times a month. But now she probably works once or twice a month, maybe at most. I think she has to change up her style a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think it's about time when you change, like a, you get to that point in uh, your age where you have to just work a, a different style to accommodate your different pace, your different this. You know, I think she should get into much more brawling. She's a good brawler, and yeah. I don't think she does it enough. She tries to wrestle, and uh, she tries to get on the mat, and uh, she's not quick enough for that anymore. Sure. Um, so if she, it she'd be a great brawler. I just, I just feel like it, it needs a change up. And then we also had uh, uh, Minoru Suzuki uh, versus someone Suzuki Rhett Titus. Rhett Titus, and uh, we had uh, uh, Gresham. Jonathan well, hold Gresham on, time out. Bandito. Time out. Yeah. Time out. Time out. Suzuki versus Titus. Who the hell is Titus? Red Titus is Red Red Titus has been in Ring of Honor for like over a decade. He's like one of those like Ring of Honor for every one of those guy. Dolph Ziggler types. Yeah, for sure, he is the Dolph Ziggler in a lot of ways of Ring of Honor. That's a really really good call. That's yeah. Excellent. As soon as you said he's been there for ten years, I'm just like, 
Always a bridesmaid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thought of That's... old Dolph, bridesmaid Ziggler. I don't think he'd ever won a title in Ring of Honor until he won that TV title. And then that was also, I think, probably the shortest match on the card. It was like six minutes or something. And I believe Suzuki won that match. He's the only guy not under contract to AEW to win a match on that show, pretty much. Jonathan Grisham, unofficially under contract. Um, and I, I see Minoru th- Suzuki signing with Ring of Honor. I see Brian Cage beating Minoru Suzuki for the television title. That's oh, what, is that I what see. you see. Oh, that's what I see. Yeah, that's where you go with Brian Cage and Telly Blanchard. Put some gold on him. Give him that. Oh, you like that? He does yeah, need it's the gold. Easy. It's Tully, easy. Tully, Tully looks good in gold. He's very tacky like that. Um, <laughs> and then we get Jonathan Gresham versus Bandito. Yeah. And, uh, and old squeaky wheel Chavo Guerrero's there. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the promo? He do cut? not. Do not ignore a text from Chavo. <laughs> do not do it. He will let you know about it. Chavo Guerrero, who uh, uh, was working on Young Rock. I think we all know this, but I'll just say it anyway. Uh, he th- uh, he was removed from the uh, the AEW roster page, and then instead of he texts Tony Khan once, <laughs> and, <he's just> like, <laughs> and he didn't get an immediate response back, and so he just blasted like news to me. Last time I talked to Tony Khan, he said I had a job. Now he's dodging my phone calls, and, and then Tony Khan and Prescott, he's just like, yeah, he uh, called once, and I, I've been meaning to get back to him. Uh, then he went on Twitter. <laughs> just, I guess I owe Chavo a call, and he got his job back. Um, I guess. I do uh, think he'll stay. I don't like. He's not a good. He's not a good fit. Like I, I, honestly, like I think he's a good trainer, good coach, uh, good to have around. But like, I, do I? I do not think that he's a a TV personality. Yeah, sure. I don't think Chavo has ever had a personality. Period. Ever. Nor has he ever been able to talk, period, ever. So, yeah, I don't think he's great. I don't think he's great. Um, I think Bandito's great, and I hope Bandito sticks around, and I think Jonathan Gresham's great. Jonathan Gresham, I think we're only scratching the surface of seeing all the things that Jonathan Gresham can do. Watching him, like, the way he's such a beefy boy, Mm -hmm. and he's he's very stout. He's so agile. He has such a compact torso. Yeah. Like his torso, like his legs are fairly long and his arms are fairly long. And that's where I see the octopus thing because his body, he looks like Krang. <laughs> like yeah. he's like, it's his, yeah. his pants are so hiked up too. They're right <laughs> up to his nipples. Like he's, he looks like a, like a old timey strong man. And yeah. uh, the thing is with him, I feel that uh, one thing that's going to hinder him, he doesn't like, he, I haven't heard him talk. Like did, I haven't heard him. Did you see like, the end of the show? I must not have seen it. What did you did say? You, did you see the end of the show at all? No, tell me. Oh, wait. Oh, Samoa Joe. Yeah. You saw that. That's the... Yeah. Oh, we should have talked about... That's the top of... That's the big news of the night. That's that's big um, news, but also it's important to... Um, I, I did not... I, I missed, missed him talking. I he didn't talk a lot. Talking. I mean, Jay Lethal interrupted him pretty quickly, but, you know, he's he's okay. He's figuring it out. He's figuring it out. Um. But like well, that might hinder him later on. Yeah. But who knows? Who yeah. knows how he progresses? Yeah. He's young. But uh, Samoa Joe in Ring of Honor. Wow. And AEW. Awesome. Both. And AEW. He's all elite. He's going to be on Wednesday. He's going to be He'll on be this on Wednesday. Wednesday. Very exciting yeah. stuff. Uh, I, I'm just excited for all the potential Punk Danielson matches. Yeah. And also just seeing him versus like, I feel like, I don't know. I just really, I, I'm one thing I'm worried about though. He is a little older. 
Yeah. Uh, he is a little older. Easy he did gain it. a little bit of weight, mm-hmm. which makes me nervous. And I just want to make sure that he's healthy because, I, I you know, I want to see Joe Russell, but a healthy Joe Russell. Yeah, for um, sure. You know, but uh, you're excited about this as well. Oh, of course. Come on. It's Joe. It's Do you Joe. think he's going to be more AEW or Ring of Honor? That's a good question. Who knows? Who knows how any of this is going to work? You know, I wonder how they're going to break this down because there's just so many people on the AEW roster. And right now you have Hangman Page, right? You have Hangman Page as the champion. Yeah. Think of all the people that they've brought in and who should and shouldn't be in the championship contention. There's uh, John Moxley. There's Brian Danielson. There's CM Punk. There's MJF. There's... um, uh, who, who else? Uh, the, uh, I mean, Miro. Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega, Miro. Uh, you know, uh, then I mean, they bring, I, I mean, even then they like, bring in a potential Samoa Joe right, and, and Alistair Black, who is Darby now Malachi Allen. Black. Yeah, uh, it's Malachi Black. So there's just a Andrade. lot there. I think having Samoa Joe at Ring of Honor sure. might be a good idea for yeah. the interim until like maybe like Punk wants to take a, a, some time in ring of honor for a few months, you know, and then switch them out, you know, kind of sw- like, I think this should be really good opportunity to switch out talent that like have been on TV for too many months, you know, like this would be a great time to switch out Christian. This would be a great time to switch out jungle boy. Uh, I, I think uh, pulling them back them on ring of honor, kind of let them have some time having uh, like doing that and then bring yeah. them back. So just yeah. alternating talent, I think would be a great way of running that what yeah do you think we didn't that? even mention christian in the list of all the people they brought in we didn't even mention and christian yeah. he fought for the title you know? i agree i agree i agree I, th- I think it. i don't know if you'd ever get that to happen like i don't know if that'll ever happen because i don't know if cm punk is like yeah i'll go walk work this like smaller venue um, if he's getting paid the same i think he'd yeah. love the idea of going to ring of honor for a yeah. little bit you know it's interesting side note all of those announcements about the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame and all the people that are getting inducted, scrapped. There was no mention of it, ever. The, Hall, the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame does not exist. It's not That's going to so happen. That's so funny. I completely forgot about it. Yeah, isn't that, that funny? It was all AEW guys, and then they just scrapped it completely. That's so funny. Yeah. That's so funny. I completely forgot about isn't that. Isn't that so funny? Well, yeah. that, isn't that the thing? That's actually really funny. I kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> just like, they're just like, this is exactly where all Hall of Fames are. <laughs> dust. <laughs> just dust in the wind. All Hall of Fames are just dust in the wind. God. Oh, do we want to take a second to talk about the Hall of Fame inductions? Because we Yeah, let's talk about a little about the Hall of Fame inductions. That's Before we idea. do that, though, I just want to make sure any other ring of honor thoughts are you excited no no i think i, I think we are we've cleared ring of honor and i think i'm excited for what the transition is going to be but yeah. uh you know I, i'm not really sure it's not going to look like this anymore you know this is the last one underneath this old branding old this old that you know well i, I wonder, think it's going to look different it's going to yeah. sound different there's going to hopefully they'll keep the announcers i, I, would like I that. think they have they really have to. you know They're, do they I have to them. i mean they they don't actually have to but i love ian riccaboni and caprice coleman i think they're both absolutely fantastic and they work so well for that like program like mm-hmm. give the give the put your spin on it put your wrestlers in there change up your branding do whatever you want to do but like give me something familiar still Give me those. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, but uh, that's I actually think they're going to go back to the original branding. That's what I think they're going to do. They they no longer, clearly based on FTR winning, they're no longer have 
the new Ring of Honor tag team titles, like the belts that the Briscoes won. Instead, they're using the original, like 2003, 2004 tag team titles. So my thought is that, did you see how like the ring uh, canvas was like that gray, like white color? Yeah. I think they're going to go back to like a black canvas with Ring of Honor in red across the middle of it. Like they're going to go back to the original Ring of Honor. Hey, That's uh, I'm, I'm game for that. Yeah, I just, for sure. uh, uh, but I, it's not going to look like it did this. It was what yeah, I was trying to for say. For sure. It's, it's definitely going to look change different. It up. So I'm curious about that, but I, I really have no other thoughts besides that. You have any final thoughts on Ring of Honor before we move on to Hall of Fame? No, I'm just excited. I'm excited for what's next for Ring of Honor. I mean, I'm definitely going to watch it. Like I don't want, even if it is like a feeder system to AEW, I don't care. Like, as long yeah. as it means something and you're telling meaningful stories, that's great. I was reading John Moxley's book today, uh, and he has a chapter about Regal and his feud with Regal and FCW. And it was just like a developmental territory with only local television. No one was seeing it. But it ended up being like Regal's favorite feud he ever had, like one of his favorite feuds ever. Because it doesn't matter like how big or and what coverage or whatever. If you're doing stuff that's meaningful, I want to watch it. So Yeah. I wish Regal said something like that when he was talking about Moxley when he was doing that. Yeah, right. like, talked about Brian Danielson for like twenty minutes, and yeah. then Moxley, he's an unusual sort. Yeah, what did he say? He said That's... we had a feud once. No, no, we had, yeah, we had it all tussles, uh, yeah. some bullshit. But let's talk about the Hall of Fame. So Hall of Fame, uh, really quick. There was a Steiners. Did you see the Steiners get in? I did see the Steiners. I. I... I don't know. I think it was nice to see them, but um, Braun Strowman did a good job. Not Braun Strowman. Braun Breaker. Yeah, Braun Breaker did do a good job. Short and sweet. Short, sweet, yeah, smart. enthusiastic. Really smart. smart. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be on Raw tomorrow, and um, I liked that. I, I thought it was like kind of sweet, but also kind of like, what are you doing? When Scott Steiner just like launched into that story about Macho Man and cows, like he's he's the, like, I I don't know how he got the cow to get to him. <laughs> I thought he's got to know that cow. <laughs> it was good. It was a it, good joke. It was. Good, it was a good like, joke. And he's just like, no, I could. I understand a hundred percent why he went with this long, weird joke. He's just like, people are waiting for me to say something fucking stupid. <laughs> so I'm gonna give him the stupidest fucking thing I could say. Like, yeah, that's what he did. He was. That was a rib. On everyone I hope that so. was thinking that, yeah, of course, because Scott Steiner, like, they literally talked about how he's going to say something a little crazy, and he yeah. takes you on this long story. They're like, what are they going to do? Kill the cow? Yeah, right, <laughs> I was right. thinking that for a second. <laughs> like, did they poison the fucking cow? And but it turns out it was just a funny joke. And I think that was a great way. Yeah. And I thought Rick was very sweet. Rick started talking about, he's just like, uh, it was it just kind of emotional. He's yeah. just like, and he's like, well, the person I uh, I want to thank most of all is my brother. He's just like, oh, doing yeah. this thing is pretty is pretty cool, but when you get to do it with your brother, that's icing on the cake. Yeah. And uh, it was really sweet. It was really emotional for me, honestly. It was that's very sweet. great. That's outstanding. Nice. Yeah, I, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. And they deserve it. They're, they are yeah. legitimately one of the best tag teams ever. Um, yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Um, with a, uh, Then there was Vader. Uh, Vader, which was just an acceptance thing. That was just nice. Yeah, you know, was his, nice. his family came in. That was nice. Uh, then we get Shad Gaspard. Uh, Shad got the Warrior Award. Uh, and uh, we, uh, but it was very sweet to hear them. Yeah. His wife and son accepted the award, and uh, JTG was there, and he did the, the Crime Time fist bump thing. Yeah. It was with, very sweet. With his son. Yeah, it was really with nice. With his son. 
And so it was just like very sweet calling him a badass dad. Any thoughts on that before we? Uh... I think it's sweet. I hate that it's called the Warrior Award, but I think it's yeah. really sweet and nice. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's a terrible name for a word. Uh, and then we have uh, any. Oh, Queen Charmel. Honestly, I spaced out with this one. Yeah. Uh, no, no offense to Queen Charmel. It's just that, honestly, I don't know. I, like, I, I, th- I don't know. Uh, I just did not watch. Uh, did you have any feelings about Queen Charmel? Um, no, none whatsoever. Didn't watch it. Don't care. <laughs> oh man, jeez, we're to be a little political for Christ's sake. What? Just fucking roasting each other. Look, here's the thing. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, and I recognize that if you look at it on paper, her contributions to the WWE were greater than my candidate. But at the end of the day, until they induct Jazz, I don't care. Yeah, I was just about to be like, and I like. Uh, Charmel, she was fun, but I yeah. think she's the first woman of color in the Hall of Fame. She, there's and, a and, very good chance that that is true. And and then I was just like, I just wish it was someone like Jack. No, Jackie has to already be in the Hall of oh, Fame. Oh, Jackie is in the Jackie Hall of Fame. Has to be. Jackie there. is in the Hall of Fame. That's true. Okay, thank God. Jackie, yeah. ja- well done, Jackie. Everyone yeah. get up for Jackie. Um, but uh, then we have, of course, the Undertaker. Vince McMahon comes out to announce Undertaker. Uh, give him this nice introduction, and he told some stories about him, which was kind of nice. Uh, yeah. I don't, I, I didn't mind Vince's introduction. I like Vince's introduction, and it wasn't too long either. It was just enough. I mean, Vince uh, is clearly like, look, Vince is with it. He's doing his thing. He's there every day, but he's clearly like a little aloof now. Mm-hmm. Like he's just kind of like, oh, well, uh, like he's lost his aggression. Like he's no longer like aggressive on television, at least. Yeah. So he's just kind of like telling fun stories and just being like, uh, what did he say? Like, we wrestled once in Penn Station and, and uh, people were getting off the train and there was The Undertaker trying to tombstone Triple H. Oh, there. that's weird. You Even know? got the jaded New Yorker. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was a good little speech. And then Undertaker came out. And how did you like Undertaker's TED Talk? Dude, it wasn't even like my dude, The Undertaker, who's not my dude. I do not like The Undertaker, and I think he's massively overrated, but different conversation for a different day. Um, Let him have his flowers, Roy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> he, trust me. He's been having his flowers for like 10 years. People have been giving him flowers for 10 years at this point, at least. Honestly uh, deserves it. Sure. Sure. Yeah. If I had to wrestle the giant Gonzalez at Caesar's Coliseum or whatever it was, I would also want my flowers too. Yeah. He was just kind of like, like, honestly, like Vince McMahon's little man boy. Oh, that's, that's exactly, that's so true that anytime Vince needed some dirty work done, he went to the undertaker to get it done. But, um, I fell asleep for half of it. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. And I didn't go back and watch it because I had to sit through the second half. And I was like, I don't need to see the first. Um, It made me uncomfortable because it was so clearly like he had just been studying like Joel Olstein and other like cable preachers. And he gave like a sermon. Like, yeah, you went to the church of the undertaker and he gave his whole speech in that thing that like the line that really stuck out to me the most when it came to like him being a preacher or him being a whatever, a priest uh, was when he was like, in my baby girl, when I asked her, oh, baby, what do you want me to say about you? And she said, Daddy, I don't care what the rest of the world thinks about me. Oh, my God. Shut up, Undertaker. 
I thought it was fine though. I thought I thought fine. I thought one of the thing is I took it a completely different way. I took it as just like honestly, I, w- I was watching. I'm just like, man, I wish you kept the mystique a little bit. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. I remember just being like, man, you're just too spread. I thought he kind of like he's a guy that doesn't know how to talk real good. And yeah. I guess he likes preaching, so I guess that makes sense with the earpiece, and right? Like that. the whole thing, yeah. No, but like, uh, it, it's just that I don't know. It, it felt presumptuous. He's just like, <laughs> uh, let me teach y'all how to do this, right? <laughs> and it felt, I don't know. It, it was just a weird thing. But honestly, I was happy for him because honestly, he's yeah. a nerd for himself. He is a giant a re- nerd for himself. He's a big, he's a big skull nerd, you know. He's like a jock skull nerd. Um, so like he went, he played basketball, you know, but he was on the basketball team. But he just really loves skulls. He's just, oh, fucking love him. You know what I'm talking about? Real skull nerd. Uh, and so, it, it, like, that's what I kind of like about him. He's kind of awkward. He's kind of awkward redhead that just fucking loves skulls. You know. Yeah, you know, I think about great Hall of Fame speeches throughout time, and uh, you have I mean, a favorite I, Hall of Fame? Well, I love Brett's. I do love Brett's speech, but Brett loves himself. You're talking about somebody who's a mark for himself. Brett loves himself, yeah. and that's okay. That's part of Brett's charm. I don't know, I, I don't know if uh, Brett. No, Brett's very proud of himself. Yeah, but I, I think he's just like, I, I don't know if he, he as much as he loves himself, but he hates others for what. Like he's just very vengeful. Yeah, well, sure, but I, he wasn't very, very righteous. He wasn't super righteous in his 2006 speech, but he was very much like Shawn Michaels can't be in the building, um, and he definitely didn't talk about Bill Goldberg. But um, I do like Brett's speech because it's very sweet. Because he he spends most of his time not talking about himself, but telling stories about Owen, telling stories about his dad. Yeah. Like that was really great. Steve it was a good Austin's, one. Steve Austin's speech, and we're going to talk a lot about Stone Cold, um, presumably. But Stone Cold's was great because Stone's Cold, Stone's Cold, uh, Stone's Sto- Cold, Stone Cold accepted his his you know induction, whoever inducted him, and just said, "I don't want to make this very long. Thank you to everyone I wrestled. Thank you to my family. See ya," and just left. Mm-hmm. And I bet I don't remember Foley's, but I'd imagine Foley's well, was fantastic. The Foley's was pretty good, and he also dropped an elbow on uh, Chris Jericho. Yeah, that's on stage, great. and then CM Punk counted the pin fall one two three. Uh. That's fantastic. And now fully as a win over Chris Jericho <laughs> officiated by CM Punk. It was pretty cool. Yeah, um, that's great. But though the I think my favorite Hall of Fame speech, one of my favorites was Roddy Piper. Roddy Hi. Piper's was really good. And he, I remember it like, because his was like funny at times. Like he'd yeah. say some funny stuff. He's just like, I got paid 20 bucks. Canadian. <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> and then like, everyone roar. And then yeah. he'd say things. But then he'd be like, I was really jealous of Hogan. Really jealous of Hogan. I was really jealous. And then I realized it's just like, I, I then he said this real emotional thing, how he's like, you know, I had to focus on me and just like yeah. being proud of me and things that I've done. And I've done a lot, you know, and yeah. it was just really touching. It felt like a real, like letting go of the the weight, you know, of, of thinking that being upset that you're not Hogan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, Bobby Heenan's was really Bobby Heenan's fantastic. is really good just because he's so of, funny. He's funny. And also it's just, uh it's just the last time we got to hear him talk right. that way yeah you know? yeah uh, he's also so funny by the way just to like bring this up briefly he's so funny in that ultimate warrior dvd oh he's so good he's so, so i, I really want to watch again but i remember him talking about the story with andre he's just like 
he's fucking nailing Andre every night. He's like, go slower. And he just doesn't go slower. It's just like, uh, he starts running the corner and uh, Andre just lifts up his boot, boot, lifts up his boot, yeah. kicks him in the face. He's just like, next time, next night. <laughs> He tells me, he says that one anecdote where he's like, he said he was from parts unknown. He said he was from parts unknown because where he was actually from, they didn't want to claim he was from there. <laughs> I really like Bobby. Yeah, yeah it's funny. really funny. Even though his like whenever someone says like, oh, Bobby Heaton, like one time I was watching the Bobby Heaton documentary mm. and they're just like, oh, Bobby Heaton, he had the smartest jokes. He had a zinger for everything. And literally they show a clip of him like, look at that woman. She's fat. It's <laughs> <Just> like... <laughs> Like all his jokes were so just yeah, like what yeah, like like yeah. very like of the yeah, times yeah not even of the times it's also just like they're just dumb they're not good jokes yeah, <laughs> they're not yeah. they're they're just like uh, yeah that guy's stupid he can't read a book <laughs> like, <laughs> just, what okay I get it Bobby you know? I get it um now we got to talk about some other things going on yeah uh we have to start talking about WrestleMania we, we have to start that. talking about WrestleMania. <laughs> this was maybe the best WrestleMania weekend I've ever seen. Okay. Yeah. This is the best two night WrestleMania. First well, of all, this is 100% the best two best night. Best first two night WrestleMania. And honestly, of all the things that happened this weekend, I will, I might be my favorite WrestleMania top to bottom. Interesting. I think it is. It's the best, most engaging WrestleMania easily since 2015, and also most like just a diversity of matches, like uh, sure. like a little bit of something for everyone, little bit of something for everyone. And this isn't a WWE favorite show. Loser Least Wrestling covers mostly AEW because yeah. we like AEW and we hate regular WWE TV. Yeah, but this one, has been one the exception. weekend a year. One weekend a year, they have the opportunity to really get it right. And they really got it right this time. They, they really, really did. did. I'm going to roll through uh, some of these matches. And uh, yeah. we'll, we'll stop when we feel it's necessary to talk about uh, intensely. But uh, right up the top, we'll just talk about both America the Beautifuls. First one sucked. Terrible. The first That's one, like, the, the because it wasn't worst. so bad. It wasn't so bad when it was just the main singer. It was just like, uh, beautiful. Yeah, it wasn't bad, but then the backup's just like, <laughs> and he just fucking ruins everything. I'm just like, this has not been rehearsed. It's so bad. It was it's real. So rough. I also like that the two people, like, I just this is me being a crotchety old man, especially because I can't think of anybody more recent. But, like, remember when, like, Aretha Franklin was singing America yeah. the Beautiful, like, Little Richard? Ray Charles. Yeah, Ray Charles. And now it's, like, the not, not only do I not know who these people are, but clearly the WWE isn't convinced that anyone knows who they are. Because every time the ring announcer introduces either one of these people, it's, like, they've won a lot of Grammys. And, they're the, and they list off, like, 17 accomplishments so we can try to be impressed with this person that no one's ever heard of. I think they're both – I wonder what the thing is. I think these were just both country stars because they're right. in they're Dallas. And we, I, we, neither of us are – country people no um so they're probably popular but they uh they uh they also had mark Wahlberg introducing each show which was also uh, honestly kind of dumb they yeah. should have wanted who they should have had Hope. you want who would have made them so yeah. much sense uh chuck norris walker texas ranger matthew mcconaughey oh of course of course matthew mcconaughey fucking just like you had those bright lights <laughs> yeah right yeah bright lights uh, 
big city <laughs> big circle <laughs> big big city but i uh, just uh, matthew mcconaughey would have been perfect yeah they agreed. have a fucking guy from boston talking about you want to see wrestlemania you want to see wrestlemania tonight you better lace up your boots and he's really being an idiot yeah just dumb yeah. uh so we get uh, uh the first match of the night uh, yesterday is shinsuke Nakamura and Boogs versus the Usos. It was a fun little opener until we get a little accident yeah, in there. A little accident. Um, uh, Boogs. Uh, everyone likes Boogs. I think everyone likes Boogs. I, so a general rule. I liked Boogs' performance in the Royal Rumble. I hadn't really seen him too much prior. So this is my first time that I've seen the whole like guitar and entrance and all that stuff. And I had a good time. Boogs yeah, is a good time. A- He's a fun time, and he's just like he's, he plays the guitar well. He's got a fun energy, like the way he says Nakamura. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, he says Nakamura, and then he does the scream. I can't do yeah. it. I don't want that kind of yeah. voice. But uh, yeah, he got a little accident when he lifted up both Usos at the same time. Something he's done before. Yeah, sure. Um, and then it just something happened. Well, it, it what turned out to happen? I think he tore his patella I think and so, yeah. a quadricep. Yeah. Six to twelve months. Six to 12 months, and he's getting surgery this week. Uh, we wish uh, Boogs a, a speedy Absolutely. recovery. I hope when he comes he's back. He's a fun his... guy, and I like his strongman stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I hope his hair is longer. He used to have long hair. And... Yeah, I liked his long hair yeah. and a ponytail with a mustache. This short hair uh, is stupid looking. Honestly, if you're going to do the short hair, don't wear that singlet because you look like Dan Severn. You should wear, <laughs> he should, he should, why don't we should wear? What? White tank top, tight white pants, be Freddie Mercury. Just be sure. rock star Freddie Mercury. Sure. Yeah. You're bringing out a guitar. Just go for it. You look like a beefy Freddie Mercury. Yeah. People will eat that shit up. The LGBTQ community will pay big <laughs> dollars to see this guy go. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a, a winner, winner, chicken dinner. Chicken dinner. Uh, but uh, we do get the Usos winning with the 1D on Shinsuke after Boogs. Has to get out of the ring after that, that bad injury. Uh, and they kind of end the match pretty abruptly, abruptly after that. Usos win with the 3D. Um, do you like the Usos using the 3D? Yeah, sure. Why not? Somebody needs to, you can't like... No, oh, no, I'm, I'm not mad at that. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't think any move should ever be retired. Uh, I agree with that. I do agree with that. Next up, Stop let's uh, dog. keep going. Uh, we got the Mysterios. <laughs> Ray and Prince Mysterio. What's his name? Uh, Dominic. Dominic, Dominic Dominic versus uh, The Miz and Logan Paul and dare I say Logan Paul and I said this in the discord that's available for Patreon uh, folks and we had a blast this weekend we did have a blast this weekend we had a fun time on our Patreon I, yeah. I re- on the discord um, but uh, I will say this here right now within one year Logan Paul will be a, a champion yes within one year Logan Paul will be a champion. He was I, impressive. He was impressive. Not only was he impressive, here's the, here's the litany of things. He did a very good job. He was very competent. He's young. He's what, 24? Is that true? I don't know. I think he's 24. Yeah. He's doing all this stuff. He's young. This is the time to train. He's obviously done a good job training. He knows how to take bumps. He knows how to do the things. He's got great timing yeah. and people hate him. Hate him so People much. hate him so much yeah. that when Miz, uh, at the very end of the match, we have uh, them winning. Uh, oh, they beat uh, the Mysterios, uh, Miz and uh, Logan Paul. Then Miz turns on Logan Paul. And the crowd cheers Miz. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, nobody likes the Miz. And now people like, the, the thing is, uh, somebody was asking in the chat yesterday, just saying, 
Uh, it does. Uh, wait, are they turning Logan Paul face? Oh no, 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 no. They just turned Miz face. Yeah. Logan yeah. Paul is ulto ultimate heel. Absolutely. I'm very excited for it, this. Me too. Me oh, too. someone's going to the standing <laughs> desk. I'm going up. I'm going up. That's good. Uh, yeah, I, I was really impressed and I wanted to hate this, but I didn't hate it. I thought it was good. I thought, yeah, I'm just, I, I'm saying, I'm saying it right now. I'm saying it right now. Logan Paul is going to be Pat McAfee for the title next WrestleMania. Oh my God. <laughs> I'll say, uh, we'll talk about like the overall thoughts, but this almost felt like it's not. Let me just preface this by saying it's not, and I know that it's not, but it almost felt like it was the last ever WrestleMania. You know, like it did it feel had, like a season finale. Yeah, like the celebratory playing the hits vibe, and all these guys mm -hmm. came back, and you know, it Roman, did have, and it's like we were unifying both titles at the very end of these two, this two night marathon, and like your ultimate top star, like your biggest baby, like not babyface, but like your biggest star won both titles. Like it was weird. No, I, I honestly, this is what WrestleMania should feel like. Mm -hmm. um, uh, right after that, we get uh, uh, Drew, uh, Drew McIntyre versus Baron Corbin. Um, it was a fine match, and uh, I like Corbin. I think Corbin is a good uh, wrestler. I, yeah. I, I, He's a I good like WWE wrestler. He's a good sports entertainer. And there's good story told throughout, and uh, Corbin won. Yeah. Corbin won that match. But afterwards, we get uh, Drew McIntyre getting his sword back and chopping those ropes, uh, chopping the ropes right in half, except for the last one. Did you see the slow-mo where it's of like him a, chopping the ropes? And the, the sword's like rubber? <laughs> so no, no, it, well, oh, that's a real sword. It's just like, a, it's a flexible sword. Yeah. When he chopped through, first one, second one, he's supposed to chop through all three. And when it hit that one, it kind of turned, so it bounced up and it almost hit his face. Ooh. It almost smacked him right in the face, and thank God it didn't, but like, they were not expect like, they were like, it's got to go through all three ropes easy. And yeah, like, it, no it's just very, very nuts. Um, well, so with that, um, yeah, we got Drew McIntyre winning. Yeah, uh, not winning, losing. Um, next up, we get people. Yeah, he, no, uh, Corbin won. Corbin won that match? I'm pretty sure Happy no. Corbin won. No, McIntyre won. Did he? Yeah, he won that match. Why did I write down Corbin? I don't know, but McIntyre won. Well, how do you do? Um, <laughs> I think. Gable Steveson. Gable yeah. Steveson uh, uh, came out and was introduced by Stephanie McMahon. Um, and people are really excited about this Gable Steveson. Uh, yeah. We'll do a talk about him in night two a little bit. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll glaze over that right now. Yeah, I got some stuff about that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we're going to get to him. Uh, then we get uh, Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. Um, good match. This good. is the match uh, of the night for me. Match of the night? For me, yeah. Interesting. So uh, real, the crowd was super into this. Super, super into yeah. this. And uh, this, this was is another all example of those ma of a match where, like, before they even touch, the crowd's going nuts. Yeah, they were going nuts because why don't they just want Becky uh, Bianca to win it back? Becky uh, beat uh, Bianca Belair for the title last SummerSlam and what was pretty disappointing, yeah. very fast match of Becky Lynch returning, and so they uh, she gets the title and uh, this is just a grudge match. Yeah, uh, almost cut their each other's hair, that all that nonsense. We had the match and it was great. I think it was. Uh, Really fun. I think Becky does take a little bit too much time than I would like. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, She's mm -hmm. someone that stalls a lot. And I think she hasn't found the right rhythm of when to take your time and when not to. Because mm -hmm. she overdoes like the yelling at the ref and yeah, like kind of like kicking the ropes. It's just like a lot of time there. Uh, but she's smart, though. She's a very smart worker. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, any other thoughts on that? Uh, no, I think it was really great to see. 
how composed Bianca Belair was. Like, if you watch mm-hmm. her WrestleMania match last week, last year, she's crying before the bell even rings. Mm-hmm. Like, she's so taken by the moment. And it was really sweet to see at the time. And then when Becky She's debuts, a pro now. Yeah. And when Becky debuted at SummerSlam, the camera cuts to her, and she's, like, laughing and smiling about it. When, like, that homegirl's about to debut and kick your ass. Like, why are you smiling? Why are you happy about this? So yeah. to see her now in this, like, a year later... Uh, she was completely composed, completely in control of all of her emotions, and it just made the moment that much sweeter. It was 100%. Cool. It was very cool. Bianca Belair wins that title, and the crowd goes banana. A banana. Um, next up, we get uh, – this is really, this honestly, is my it. match of the night probably. Yeah. This is. I'm uh, telling you, it's neck and neck. I go back and forth uh, between which one's better. We get Seth Rollins coming out and wearing a lace outfit. It's fantastic. Uh, it's very interesting. Terrible, um, like you said before. I'm just reiterating, reiterating what you said. Horrible character. Horrible. Because what is he? What's his deal? He's just like <laughs> weird and obnoxious. Like that's his character. I'm not sure what it is anymore. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure what he is. Literally, like, and I said this in the chat. I was saying that uh, he and Sammy Guevara are cut from the same cloth. They are very competent, good wrestlers. Yeah. Uh, that <clears throat> that are so lost in themselves where they think everything they do is really good, even though it's very cringy. Right. Everything they do is very cringy. So and they're cringy. getting they're taking the wrong feedback. Mm-hmm. They're taking the wrong feedback. Um but uh yeah, yeah, Seth Rollins comes out with this and everyone's having these special entrances. He's a bunch of fucking teenagers come out and they just start fucking did you hear that? Oh I, I tried It's just to dumb. There were a few. It, oh, they all like singing and they're wearing like glasses and ties or something. It's yeah, really weird. It's like really a bunch weird. of Avril Avril Lavigne's out there. Yeah, I don't know. really weird. Um, Did you but, like um, Bianca's uh, marching band entrance? Yeah, no, I did like the yeah, yeah. the marching band. I did. At first, well, the issue was at first I thought they sucked because they when they were coming out, like it sounded like shit. But just because. You know, they're playing in unison and right. half the band's in the back. So I'm only hearing half the music. <laughs> yeah. And so it's just like, I think that was the issue. Yeah. Uh, but uh, then we were waiting for something to happen. Seth Rollins is waiting for his opponent. And then uh, I could have sworn it was going to be Bray. I yeah. could have sworn it was going to be Bray. Because sure. when the lights went out, then I was just like, oh, the, the fireflies are out. Right. And I was just waiting for a lantern to go up. Yeah. Uh, and then we would have known, but I guess it not. It was Cody Rhodes. Wow. Cody Rhodes with the exact same AW music, the exact same AW gear. He didn't scrape off his tattoo like Vince had asked. And yeah. now <laughs> he's, he's here. He's here. And, uh, it was pretty cool. The announcers really sold it huge. They said from unde- uh, desirable to undeniable. I hate uh, that, but that's fine. I like it. I just don't know. because they, it's what Cody used to say about all of the people who are wrestling in AEW. It wasn't just about him. So it's like it's a weird repurposing for me. I'll take it. It's yeah. his. Yeah, uh, it's, I mean, it is his. Yeah. I just I'm just excited for it. And it was just great match. Beautiful. Yeah, like the stare really, down beforehand. Yeah. That was like electric. Yep. And and like it was very. It, uh, I was reading some stuff online how vindicated it was for him. Sure, he was, of he was saying like he's just like I feel amazing right now because like I felt like I am right up there with everyone else, you know. Yeah. And they didn't think I was anything before. They didn't even want to put me on WrestleMania with my brother, right? You know that was the big thing. They didn't put so they're it was just very yeah. honestly touching it. A great match. He uh, hits three crossroads, does the dream shuffle in there. There's um, gonna be so much Dusty Road stuff now, like so yeah. much. Like an aggressive amount of Dusty Rhodes references, and they're doing an A and E documentary about Dusty. They just released new Dusty T-shirts. Mm-hmm. He did the flip flop and fly. Like 
there's going to be so much dusty shit. And that's fine. That's going to be fine. I'm excited about it. I think when he left WWE, he intentionally tried not to bring up Dusty a lot. Like, he really mm-hmm. tried to kind of stay away from it. But now, WWE, they're going to lean into it. They're not. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Big time. I just, it was, I, I, I'm not going to lie. And this is, like, very nerdy of me, but I have to admit it. Like, while we were waiting for whoever was going to fight Seth, while Seth was in the ring, while we were waiting, I was like nervous. I was like getting butterflies. I was like, oh man, this is going to be fucking crazy when this is Cody. It's going to be fucking crazy. But what if it's not Cody? And they wait, they made me wait long enough for me to start to doubt who it was going to be. And then as soon as you hear that, like, you know, I don't even know what he's saying. I think he says wrestling. (laughs) Family. Family's wrestling. (laughs) Family of the royal family. Yeah, he said, I think wrestling has more than one royal family. I don't know who, what royal family he's referring to, but he says that. And when he, like, the way they shot it, where the camera's panned up and he just comes into the shot and there he is and he looks larger than fucking life because WWE's really good at that stuff. And it's the music and it's the fucking, like, gimmick that he wears. It's the exact same thing. And for a second, a split second, I was like, is he coming to the ring to fight Samu Guevara? Like, it was exactly the same. And it was, like, spooky to me. And it made me feel really sad for a period of time. Like, I was really sad for a few minutes because I was there. You know, like, I was the person, me among, you know, thousands of other people who were, like, with AEW from the very, very beginning. Like, I remember sitting in my office, like not my office, but where I worked at the time in January of 2019, it was like seven or eight o'clock at night. And I was watching on YouTube, the AEW like launch, like press conference thing in Florida. And there's Cody being like, we're going to take them down and we're new this. And that. Conrad was hosting. Right. Yeah. 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 Jericho was there. And then Pac just showed up in his gear. Everyone was in suits and he was in his gear. I Uh, love that about Pac. Yeah. I I believe that he's never wore street clothes in his life. (laughs) Uh, and so it's just weird. It's just weird to be and like, I never gave a shit about Cody Rhodes. I watched a lot of his new Japan stuff and his ring of honor stuff. And I was like, Oh no, it wasn't because he was in the WWE that he wasn't a good wrestler. He's just not a very good wrestler. And then he became an excellent professional wrestler, like a singles. When did you think he was bad? I thought he was very mediocre and very WWE when he left. Like, he was wrestling. You got to understand, like, he was fighting Kenny. He was fighting Abushi, He was fighting all these guys. And he can't do what they do. And that, at the time, at the time, this is 2014, 2015. I, like, hadn't, or 16, I guess, 2016, 2017. I was getting familiar with indie wrestling, and I was, like, in love with all of these things. So I didn't want to see Cody just be Cody. But now... I understand the value of what Cody brings to the table. But that being said, I'm curious to see how this goes for him. I think it's going to go really well for him from like a creative standpoint, but I think his matches might be pretty boring. Why? Because think about all of Cody's matches that he's had. Think about all of his best matches. They've all had some type of gimmick to them. No, 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 they yes, haven't. His yes, his, have. his his Invitational. Those were all great matches. Every single time, like they he had his uh, TNT Invitational. Not every he, single uh, time. For the well, record. a lot, a, a lot of them, a, a lot of them with a lot of different type of talent. And Cody just has good matches. He has fine matches, but his How most these bad matches. His most memorable matches 
are, you know, him versus Dustin, where Dustin's gushing blood the entire time. No one's going to be bleeding. No one's going to be using tax. No one's going to be using, like, all these gimmicks. Like, he loves gimmick matches. He loves I'm gimmick shocked. matches. I'm shocked I'm that saying. you're saying that. You're saying that he loves gimmick matches. Indies love gimmick matches. He's on the indies, so he's doing gimmick matches. AEW is not the indies. AEW has the same mentality as the indies when it comes to weapons when it comes to blood they have the same mentality and it's the same booking principles it's like do everything you want to do whatever you want to do it as much as you'd like <laughs> that's but here's the thing that's it yeah fu- sure, whatever but like tony khan's not making those decisions for cody uh, cody's no, I, making those decisions no, for it, cody. because no because when you're on a show i get it because when you're on a show when you're surrounded by that stuff by not participating in doing it you're looking less than That's so the true. thing is he's uh, it, it can't feel that way and cody was already looking less than even when he was putting no, himself I through think, flaming tables I, I think he's gonna do fine and I think, uh, I, think I think he's gonna be great i think he's i think he's one of the best i think he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Okay, that's fair. I think, look, I think he's a great wrestler. I do think he's a great wrestler. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a great wrestler. And I think and I think his style and the matches that he has will stand out more in a WWE setting than in an AEW setting. I, that's actually what I'm worried to, about. He doesn't have to Because I don't think it will. I think, his, I think his matches stood out so well in AEW because no one's... No one's doing that kind of like taking your time, making it matter, selling, uh, like Brian Danielson's doing it, CM Punk's doing it, and Cody, you know, and that's just not you only you do this thing all the time. And I think it's very funny where you only you're saying the only people in AEW who sell are the people that were in WWE. No, 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 no. I'm saying I'm not saying the only people, but like they are consistent with storytelling. They, They 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 make that the focal point. The focal point of all their matches is telling the story, uh, and and they will not uh, like they they're able to get their shit in, but like there's is uh, that's at the forefront. Brian Danielson immediately as he's coming out, he's telling a story with his face, he's doing it, he's making you feel what's going to happen. Same with CM Punk, same with Cody, like you know fucking Sammy Guevara is doing the same. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, he's a piece of shit. Uh, like Darby Allen, similar similar thing. Hangman, similar no, thing. No, no, false. False. I like Hangman. Hangman. Oh, believe me, believe me. Hangman is very good. It's amazing. I but love Hangman, Hangman tells a story from the second he comes through the curtain to the second he goes back. He's telling a story the entire time, and so are the Bucks, and so are Kenny. The, I'll say for a fact that the Bucks are not. They uh, absolutely but, are. No, but the, the thing is, but the but Kenny and Hangman, it really depends on their opponent. When uh, when Hangman's facing, you know, Moxley. When Hangman's facing. You know, somewhat like, yeah, he's going to start he's gonna do it. But if match. he's facing, if he's facing like Matt Jackson, uh, they're going to do their, their fun little stuff. That's and it's thing. cute. And it's it's a, cute. You just like, you're so blinded by all of their, <laughs> all of their wacky dacky spots that you're not realizing that that's part of the story. No, no, no. I, I don't, I don't think that the, the spots are the problem. It's everything before and after. That's the problem. If you're just doing spots, they're, they're just getting the spots in. I don't mind spot. I'm not against spots. spots I'm not cool. saying you're against spots. I'm saying. I just want them to mean something. And I feel that Hangman has a tendency when he's un- with someone that's a bad influence, he <laughs> tends to take their tendencies. Whereas people that have had drilled in their head, get the story out first, uh, like CM Punk and Danielson and, and Cody. Uh, they they make sure the story is always the focal point of it. I will tell a story at the end of this thing, and I'll get all my shit into. Okay. 
<laughs> you fucker. Okay. You piece of shit. This is. A, uh, I think, I'm angry. That's <laughs> it. That's it. I'll stop. I'll stop. All I'm, all I'm <laughs> gonna say, regardless of Cody's wrestling ability, storytelling ability, whatever, which are all great, all great. There's no doubt about it. If Cody wrestles Seth Rollins for the next three months, we're in trouble. But if he moves no, on, if he moves on to something else, we're in a good place. Because I, I, no, I, I did it. It's yeah. done. They can't top what they just did. So I, I hope he does move on. I hope that there's something to this. I'd love to see his climb. Um, but we do have Cody winning this. Uh, we move on after this. Let's move on. After this. Yeah, we yeah, it, we, we have to. It. We have to. Hall of Fame. They just quickly show those guys coming out, yeah. and then you get uh, Undertaker doing his little yeah. thing. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. It uh, next up, we get Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey, and it was hard hitting. It was hard hitting. It turned into it was- a good match. I didn't care for the first half, but it turned into something better. Ronda, like, I just you know like. Hey, we all are to a certain extent, right? But like, I think she's really in it for the money right now. Like, it doesn't feel like she doesn't like exude passion necessarily for any of this right now. And she's just kind of going through the motions a little bit. When she first came, she was like, I was like, oh my God. Originally. In it. Originally. Oh, definitely. When she first came in. And the thing is, I think after a kid, and also, she doesn't seem to understand the wrestling business. Not really, right? She's, She's like, she's like, why are they booing me? And, 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 like it's pretty obvious why they're booing you because you're getting everything you want whenever you want it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, and they're gonna boo that tendency. And then if you get angry at them for booing you, they're gonna, they're gonna get more angry. Yeah. <laughs> so she doesn't seem to get those things. Yeah. And then I think she's becoming disheartened by the fact that she has to toe this line. She just can't say whatever the fuck she wants, and right. people love her, uh, love her because she's a badass. And like, and I just feel like. Uh, She's got. She's getting hurt. She's yeah. getting her feelings hurt by the WWE audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think like the more that happens, the more she's like, especially now that she's got a kid. She's like, this shit isn't worth it. What am yeah. I doing here? <laughs> I guess uh, the money's cool. really good, so I'll keep doing it. But like, whatever, you know. And now, I know Charlotte won, but did she make her tap? No, she. Oh, big boot. She gave her a big boot. She cheated, setting yeah. up a, a rematch, an eventual rematch. Because you got to set up the rematch because WrestleMania Backlash is in a month, and it's just going to be all rematches from this show. God, I hate that they call it WrestleMania Backlash. So dumb. So, so dumb. So dumb. dumb. Now we're getting to the main event of night one. Main event night one. And I, I can't wait to talk about this. This is honestly the best thing. Yeah. We get the KO show. Yeah. Do you mind if I, I, I run through this a little go, bit go, and pause go, go. in between? I'm, yeah, I'm good. KO show. Kevin Owens comes out. Trash is Texas. Trash is Stone Cold. And he's like, he and then he kind of refuses to bring him out at points. He's just like, I'll bring him out when I freaking want to bring yeah, him out and all yeah. that stuff. And uh, he's like, basically saying that uh, he's going to come out here. He's going to sit down, be quiet because he's afraid of me. Then glass breaks. He comes out, walks out a little bit. Then he brings the ATV, which was a lot of fun. He whips around those corners. Yeah, he sure does. You fucking, he never stops. It's really good. I, I, yeah. He's a very dangerous guy. Uh, he whips around the corners and then he gets in the ring, knocks over his shit so he could go to each corner. Stone Cold's wearing, he's wearing the Daisy Dukes. He's got the, wearing dark, the Daisy Dukes. The dark Daisies. I'm, I'm surprised he didn't do sleeveless, but uh, that's fine. I wish he did. Yeah, I wish he did. A, I wish he did a tank top. I, I wish he did felt, like a Stone yeah, Cold tank top. The shirt was like a little baggy, which I didn't like either. 
but it looked good when they were soaked in beer. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so he comes out and uh, he looks in great shape. Yeah. He looks like he's definitely Absolutely. ready. He looks a little weathered. You know, his neck's a little bigger. His mouth's a little smaller. His knees uh, are a little like grumpier. He's kind of got like more. A little of a, wonky. I'm trying a little to wonky. get there. And so I was, I was a little nervous about that. So he comes out to the ring and uh, he's sitting in the chair. Kevin Owens makes him sit. They're going back and forth. Kevin Owens just like, I, uh, I told you, I brought you here under fake circumstances. <laughs> Um, I want to have a match with you. Is he uh, Pat Patterson? This is how he sounds. Uh, my name's uh, Kevin Owens. I have a sound impediment. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, he said, uh, he's basically like, I brought you under here false pretenses because I want to fight you. I want to have a fight with you tonight, but you won't do that. He's just all this stuff. And then Stone Cold gets on the mic. He's like, I'm in Texas. I had my, I had my first match in Texas. And I, uh, am I going to have my last match in Dallas, Texas? And then, then if you want Stone Cold to give Austin to whip his ass, give me a hell yeah. And then to get it, we have a match. Yeah. And uh, I, I was- 13 minutes. So something I was thinking about, I was just like, what, well, let's maybe talk about it. Let me get back into the match, I guess. We'll, we'll get to that. So we get a match. Stone Cold Steve Austin's official last match as a wrestler in Dallas, Texas against Kevin Owens. And Stone Cold just beats him up for a little bit. But I beat him up around the ring and I was a little nervous. Were you nervous when he was starting to give those mud hole stomps? Yeah. 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 Yes. So he gets him yes. into the corner and like, he's, he's definitely slower. He's definitely slower. He's definitely working a little slower. He's, he gives the boot to the stomach and he usually gives a lot of like pretty fast. He gives one. And then he's like looking at the audience. He gives another, like he's trying to, he's trying to wait for something, but he thought like it was just going very slow. And then yeah. he did the fast boots, but even those weren't very good. Yeah. They, they were a little and soft. He was, it, and I was remember thinking like, oh, this is going to be like Bret Hart. He's just going to kind of like beat him up for a little bit. Maybe something of a little offense from Kevin Owens, like a thumb to an eye or something, but nothing big. And I was just like, it's going to end fairly soon after this. See, they go into the outside and then shit starts to go down. Yeah. And uh, it, so when he threw Stone Cold, in the, so basically Stone Cold was beating him out uh, outside the ring, throw him into the barricade, lifting him up and dropping him. And then he was about to throw him into the post. Kevin Owens reverses it, throws him into the post, into the, to, and that's when Stone Cold wakes the fuck up. <laughs> Did you notice how his punches were harder? Yeah. His like neck veins were going like crazy. Like he was like, he got into it again. Like it was crazy. Like I, I felt like while I was watching a time machine of him getting yeah. younger. Yeah. Like I, like from the start of the match when he looked like an old man to the end, he was like he was. So basically, Stone Cold takes a suplex on concrete. Mm -hmm. Stone Cold you, like, that, that delivers. He delivers the suplex onto concrete, which is crazy. No, the first one was him getting suplexed. Oh, really? Oh, the first yeah. one was him suplexed on the concrete, and I was just like, "What the fuck are they doing?" And he's yeah. like, "So Kevin Owens was being a little rough. He's yeah. been a little rough with the old man." And then they start battling into the audience. They go up the ramp. Stone Cold gets him onto the ATV, and he drives him up there, which so was a lot funny. of fun. Yeah. Does it? Does a suplex on one side of the stage, goes over to the next stage, gives another suplex to Kevin Owens, gives Kevin Owens two suplexes, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, then they make their way back to the ring. Stone Cold, uh, Kevin Owens goes for it, gives him a stunner. Gives yeah. him a stunner. I never seen Stone Cold. I guess I seen him take a stunner from Rock, but I just kind of forgot about it. Right, of course. Uh, but like he took a stunner and then uh, this, that, and the other. He gives a stunner to Kevin Owens. He gets the win. Well, the and then we get a beer bath celebration. Cool too, when Owens because it was gets a, the chair. Uh, you're right. Because that's actually up. a callback. Yeah. Uh, do you, yeah. So yeah, you're right. That's actually the finish. Uh, Kevin Owens gets a chair. He's about to swing at Stone Cold. He ducks. 
smacks the top rope, hits himself in the head with a chair, which is a stone cold thing that he accidentally did. Uh, do you do you remember seeing that video of him accidentally hitting himself in the face? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying yeah, to remember what match saying. that's. What are you getting distracted by? Are you your are you video? Your like, video is slowing down, so I was testing my internet to see if it was my internet oh. having an issue. I'm okay though. Things seem. Is okay. it my internet or yours? I don't know. I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna turn. I'm gonna turn off my Wi-Fi yeah. just in case. Um, on my phone. Yeah. Uh, but so yeah, yeah, Kevin. And then we get a we get a beer bath afterwards. Where he just goes to town drinking beers, and he looks ecstatic. Yeah, Stone Cold looks absolutely so overjoyed. It was honestly what a great way to to have you. That's the best last match. That's the best return from retirement last match I've ever seen. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, a hundred percent. I like Foley went on to do a few more years, so I can't count that. Yeah, you know, but for someone to come back for like Shawn Michaels did it, and that was one of the worst. You oh, know, that when was he came the back worst. for Saudi Arabia. Yeah, absolutely. That was the worst comeback for one last match. But Stone Cold did it right. Yeah, and it would have been Undertaker also would have been in the category for the worst last matches ever if it wasn't for the last graveyard ride. match. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, man. You know the thing that's so Kevin Owens is incredible. Everyone's gonna talk yeah. about Stone Cold, and Stone Cold, of course, is incredible, but Kevin Owens. The thing about that match, how many you would say cumulatively, you have about a year, two years of wrestling training? Uh, I'd say a year. You could cumulatively have, a year. With one Less year of wrestling training. I mean, look, you gotta do there's a lot of things, et cetera, but like from like a skill perspective, Kevin Owens could have had the same match with you. And that's the thing that's so yeah. fucking cool about professional wrestling is that it was just so simple but so effective. So, so effective. And you didn't need to do too much. Stone Cold, by the end of his career anyway, was a brawler. We remember him as a brawler. Yeah. So just have a brawl and let Kevin Owens bump all around for his punches and like sell his offense so well. And like, ah, uh, it was Kevin so, Owens, so good. A master class, yeah. an absolute master class. Everyone should go out of the way to see it. Yes. That's getting us the second, and this is the only time we've ever done this. Will Smith, that's hot. That's for that's for Kevin Owens. Thank you so much, Kevin Owens. And that's the end of night one. That's the end of night one. And we should probably get through night two. Yeah, we're, we're running. honestly, everyone, I saw a lot of writing that like people were like, oh, night two is a much stronger card. Night two is going to be a much stronger card. Night one fucking ruled. Night one blew us out of the water. And I think everyone on the card of night one was just like, oh, we're going to have the best. We're going to make it. Everyone's saying night two is going to be better. We're going to make it the best yeah. night. And I think yeah. they really delivered. They did. We get RK Bro versus Alpha Academy Street Profits. A lot of fun. A lot okay. of fun in that match. Yeah, I, good match. I like everyone in the match. And RK Bro won with the double RKOs. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, what's his face? Um, Riddle did a springboard oh. RKO. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, uh, Chad Gable went for a diving headbutt, but I got RKO'd by Randy Orton. They get the win. Uh, a lot of fun. I love Alpha, Alpha Academy. Yeah, they're great. They're fantastic. Alpha Academy is the greatest. The greatest. Uh, yeah. Next up, we have Omos. Uh, Omos out. versus Time Bobby out. Lashley. Real quick. Uh, and Real quick. Hold on. Time out. Uh, Chad, Chad. No, I keep saying Chad Gable. Gable Stevenson gets in the ring after that oh, triple that threat. That? Oh, I did. Match. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I, yes. So Gable Stevenson gets in the ring right after the RKO. They welcome into the ring. And them and the Street Profits are all about to drink from the same solo cups. But then uh, 
Chad Gable gets in there, knocks it out of Gable Stevenson's hand. And he's like, I'm not having any of this. I'm not going to have any of this. And uh, Gable Stevenson gives him a belly to belly suplex over his head. And I was saying this uh, in the chat, like uh, one person, Joe, everyone knows Joe from the, oh. the chats on the live stream. Um, they, he said that uh, he doesn't understand why they're pushing this guy before he's even started wrestling. But they know what they've got. He's been yeah. training at the performance well, center. They know he's going to be a big deal. Yeah, I just want to look, and this I'm going to write on everyone's parade here because this is something that I just discovered during WrestleMania. You know, he's he he was technically sort of found innocent, but he was arrested for sexual assault and rape in college. So Boom. that's a bummer. I just I just found this out, and I felt like I couldn't keep this to myself. But he was um, that's fair. I, on June 19th, 2019, I, that's, I pulled this up. Gable Stevenson and a University of Minnesota wrestling teammate were both arrested after police received a 911 call the previous night about an alleged sexual assault that involved a foreign object. And he got away with it. He was found innocent because his lawyer stated that a person who was sexually assaulted in Minnesota while intoxicated isn't considered mentally incapacitated if he or she consumed alcohol or drugs voluntarily. Bummer. That's fucked. Yeah. But That's I mean, a fucked way to get out of it. Riddle also is, you know, a sex pest too. Well, no, but the thing is like the, the thing with Riddle, um, we don't know. Like that's in court. Yeah. yeah like th this, true. this Gable Stevenson's in court and it has it like the reason he got off is because like Riddle hasn't been brought to court right. because well, I, yeah. I, I like a, a, according, I'm not sure about the circumstances with Riddle, but like, the, like he, I don't think it's anything to do with rape, is it? No, uh, it's being inappropriate. It's, it's being like I, kind of a I kind of an like asshole, but it, for, forcing forcing is a it? woman I to do things to him that he they were in an otherwise consenting relationship, but she was doing things kind of that she didn't want to be doing, and he was kind of like not physically exerting his will, but like mentally and emotionally exerting his will on I did not him. know that. Oh, yeah. that's a shame. Yeah. Um, but I thought yeah. it was I thought it was more like he was being adulterous with his Well that too. That was like the That's what I thought it was. But that I was guess the double the double whammy. But um yikes. Um moving on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can just move on. We can move on to that. Almost versus Bobby Lashley. Almost did fine. He did actually did a fine job. He did a fine job. And honestly job. I like his look. I like the way he sounds. I think he's got a lot of energy and he tries hard. Yeah. He definitely a, tries hard. A much more athletic great Kali. Yeah. But yeah. he's trying. He's and trying. which I like. Yeah. And he and I, I could see something with him if like he keeps putting his head to it, you know? Yeah. Um next up we get the surprise, the uh, sleeper of the night. Sleeper of the night. Uh, we get Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn. Wow. What yeah. a roller coaster. Yeah. So uh, I'll try to run through this. Um uh, so Sami Zayn comes out, uh, and then Johnny Knoxville. They announce him as the South Knoxville Strong Boy. Yeah, <laughs> which I thought was very. Funny. What is he? Two cheeseburgers away from 170 two pounds. <laughs> yeah, from 170, and he's wearing like this. Uh, I'm trying to think of what costume it is. It's an all white costume with a red cape and red underpants. Is that it? It's basically what Andy Kaufman used to wear, except Kaufman wore black and white. He changed That's it right. up and added red. Uh, and so he comes out and he's wearing his goggles, his safety goggles, and they actually have a pretty fun little hardcore match. Yeah, uh, like great. it was, you know, the, he gets a lot of big boots to the face. Um, he gets a, a, a his, uh, he cuts off uh, Sami Zayn with a fire extinguisher. 
Then he starts bringing weapons into the ring and uh, they get used on Johnny Knoxville. Sami Zayn hits him with a cookie sheet, a crutch. Uh, and uh, he, I don't know why Sami was going for the pin because it made him look bad. Yeah. I think that he should have just kind of, just that's one thing I was up. just like, just keep beating him up because you look yeah. like an idiot. If you're actually trying to win the match, you should be able to do it. Yeah. You should be treating this like, oh, I'm going to beat the shit out of this joke. Yeah. You know, but it went a little bit. But then they bring out a mousetrap table. Yeah. Yeah. It's dumb. Uh, but as uh, Sammy brings that out, he put, sets it up and then he goes into the ring and then Johnny Knoxville hits him with uh, the, the uh, garbage can lids like Great. a symbol. Fantastic. Just some symbol shots. Awesome. Awesome like stuff. <laughs> Needs to be done more. Um, and then we get, uh, Johnny Knoxville getting an exploder, get exploded suplex through the table. Uh, he brings out an air horn for this weird air horn spot that didn't work too great. He's yeah. got to get hell of a kicked and he did the air horn, but it didn't work at first. Um, <laughs> uh, it's a little uncomfortable. Then, uh, Pontius, Chris Pontius shows up, oh, this party boy, so funny. this party boy, he's just trying to get a distraction, trying to help his buddy out. So he's dancing erotically. Like a cowboy thing. <laughs> he's just having fun. It's really funny. And then he, uh, then, uh, out from underneath the ring comes Wee Man. Oh. Wee Man comes and starts brawling, start throwing he, haymakers. At he Sing came Sing. out a hundred miles an hour. He did a great job. Honestly, yeah. all-star. It just beat the shit out of Sami Zayn. They gave him a slam, scoop slam, and a great one. Yeah. And a great scoop slam. He got the head tucked and everything. He did it all. Yeah. Great job. And uh, then uh, we get uh, Johnny Knoxville doing a tornado DDT yeah. for a close uh, two count. Then they bring up, uh, then Wee Man brings out this mechanical foot. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> this, this weird foot contraption that uh, everyone knows is designed to hit someone in the nuts. We all know, foot, like, <laughs> it's like, it's just designed that way. Um, we man gets booted pretty hard. Then we get. I, uh, I also love that they showed a slow motion replay of the boot just hitting Wee Man in the face. <laughs> just fucking smushed him. Uh, then we get Johnny Knox gets the upper hand and gets a bowling ball spot to the groin. Last time I saw that, you know who it was? Al Snow. Al Snow. Al Snow. I uh, love that spot. Only he yeah. could do it. But now it's, I'm John Knox did a great job. It was a little bouncy. Yeah. yeah. Was yeah. One time I remember uh, Al Snow did it and it hit the side of his leg. The guy's leg and that looked like it hurt so much more <laughs> like it looked like nuts then johnny knoxville brings out taser <laughs> he's like da, 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 da. like it sounded real but he uh, t uh tased uh they tased like each other a bunch and that uh, uh there's i'm just saying the spots because yeah. that, there's no real yeah. reason we get uh Sami Zayn running around outside the ring he gets hit by a giant hand how did they hide I that no giant idea. hand no clue. I'm sure the crowd saw it. There was yeah. this not visible to us. I, I can't imagine. Um, giant mouse trap. Then they bring out a giant <laughs> tongs to the groin. So he gets some tongs. Uh, he gets uh, Sami Zayn goes to the top rope. He goes, uses tongs in the groin, Johnny Knoxville, to distract Sami, then throws him outside the ring onto the mouse trap table, uh, causing the mouse traps to go off. Then they bring out a giant mouse trap. <laughs> Very large, eight foot mouse trap. <laughs> and, uh, they, uh, they lay uh, Sami Zayn on it, and uh, they try to get to work. It's and they, it broke. <laughs> it broke. 
and broke immediately. And then he tries to get it going and he's trying to pull the pin out, but then he gets hit with it. And then, but uh, it falls on Sami Zayn and Sami Zayn has to fake be stuck there <laughs> for the next 10 minutes. I wish they just did a glue trap. That would have yeah, been funnier. Sure, sure, sure. But the mouth, the giant mousetrap is so dumb. It's so stupid. It's so good. It's so, dumb. It's so good. And him fake laying there was just too much for me. Too much. Uh, but that was a that was a fun time. It was that was a lot of so fun. fun. And Dark Shark got involved. I love Dark Shark. I think he's so funny. He is very funny. Uh, everyone watch Jackass there. forever yeah. uh, and let them know. Your boy sent you, oh, and uh, we got to keep moving on. It's, By the uh, way, Sami Zayn is also a world-class professional wrestler for doing all of that and for, like, just, like, him and – it's just so good knowing that him and Kevin are so close and such good friends and to be – they're each so equally proud of one another and to see them both in these spots after such a long time, it's so fucking cool. It's so And cool. honestly, Sami Zayn had the harder mission. Yeah, <laughs> the much harder mission. Absolutely. You could have done anything with Stone Cold, and it would have been great. Yeah. You know, like really, pretty much anything. Yeah. Like he could have just been stunned, and everyone been fine with it. He had but to it, teach Johnny Knoxville how to one, one, first of all take the Haluva kick without getting hurt. And oh, how to he do was a getting hurt DDT. each time. Yeah, yeah, he was kicking the shit out of Johnny Knoxville's yeah. head because <laughs> Johnny Knoxville was just not turning. He was taking it full fucking on. Jesus. Also, like literally body slammed himself with Wee man yeah really it's incredible good. Really it's good. amazing yeah. uh next up we have uh, uh naomi and sasha banks versus Liv morgan rhea ripley natalia and Shayna baszler ver and uh versus uh queen zelina and carmella uh for the uh tagged women's tag match uh it was a great it was a very good match uh do you have any specific thoughts on it uh no you know the problem is i had a hard time caring about this match because all of them were makeshift tag teams they were only tag teams specifically designed to be a part of this so i have a hard time buying into it when they're all kind of makeshift but i did love the finish i but thought also, that was like, a great finish did they i think they did a really good job pairing them naomi and sure, sasha won yeah. the championship they're the, uh, the fun team and i just love naomi's entrance but Liv morgan and rhea ripley really good team really great team yeah absolutely love, love that team, that team, is amazing. They're great. Those are great. Um, <laughs> they came out in uh, Dom and Sub costume, yeah. which yeah. is pretty nuts. <laughs> <laughs> we have to keep moving on. Uh, also, I love Carmella's mask. We have to say. That. Oh, oh yes, I, I do love that gimmick. That like, there's nothing wrong it's with awesome. her face, but she's just like, I'm beautiful. I don't want my face getting fucked up. I'm it's gonna so wear a smart. mask. It's so such smart. a smart, move. such a smart thing. It's great. And, and she looks awesome with it. Honestly, yeah, just the idea spooky. of this like this model with this fucking like eat like crazy mask. Yeah, great. So then we get AJ Styles versus Edge. Another very good match. Very good. AJ match. bleeding from the very start. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Either I'm I I heard conflicting reports that either it was pyro like a stray pyro shot got him in the face or he like got too close to the set when he was walking up the stairs to like enter and he cut at the side of his face. What a balloon! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a balloon head! I felt like this match was maybe a little too long, just like maybe a little little too long. Yeah, it was a little bit long. I agree with that. We do get the finish. Edge wins with help from Damian Priest, who distracts AJ. I don't like Damian Priest, but I like the pairing with Edge. That yeah. makes sense. They're both that like feels brutish. Little goth babies. 
Yeah, tall, lanky goth babies. Yeah, right, right. I think Damien Priest is older than Edge. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Um, and he won with a springboard into a spear. Yeah. Uh, next up, we get Sheamus's gang versus New Day. What a waste. What, what a waste. waste. Honestly, was. I was actually excited about this match because I was, uh, I just wanted to see, uh, honestly, I was hoping Butch would have fought. I yeah. like, I like what they're doing with Pete Dunne. Little scrappy Butch. Honestly, I just love the idea that these two giant men are holding him back because they're like, yeah, we're tough, but this guy's fucking nuts. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> we, you don't want him to be after you. Like, we'll go after, you know, right. I kind of love that. Um, but I wish he got to fight more. But yeah, just a quick match. They beat them up beforehand, got the quick, yeah. like, seconds long pin. I liked um, um, New Day's Biggie gear. I yeah, that. they wore Big Ear gear, uh, Gout, and uh, Solidarity and support of Big E. Um, and uh, yeah, it was very sweet. But that was that. Next yeah. up, we get another weird, surreal time. Very oh. surreal. Also, side note, we didn't talk about it in the beginning. I just want to touch on it real quick. Triple H coming out to start the show. was Sure, good. I forgot to write that. Tri- that Triple really H nice. started ni- uh, night two. Triple H started night two, and great way to start off. Everyone wants to hear from him. We'd love to. I love the entrance. Love the entrance yeah, always and forever. And so him coming out, doing the spit take and just saying, welcome to WrestleMania. His voice is perfect for that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The boots in the ring thing was a nice touch. I liked it. Uh, next up, we have Austin Theory versus Pat McAfee. And uh, Vince comes out as well, uh, flailing his arms out. He's looking. Honestly, I don't think he wants to flail his arms anymore. It no. doesn't look like he likes He's it. Tired. He's tired. He's his tired. His arms are tired. Uh, then... Uh, Pat McAfee gets the white stripes entrance, which drives me nuts. I got to tell you, um, I got to tell you, I got to tell you that may have been McAfee's entrance might be my favorite entrance besides Cody's. I've always just, wanted to have white stripes as my theme music. The, the crowd react like the crowd for edge and AJ was pretty dead for a majority of the mm-hmm. match. They fucking came to life for McAfee's entrance. They were on fire for Pat McAfee, and I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe Honestly, it. Honestly, and I will I will say this, though. People do love Pat McAfee, but that music well, will that get helps. anyone amped. That helps, yeah. And that music. Doing, they, he had the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders coming out. Crazy. Like, literally <clears throat> crazy. Pat McAfee, pretty athletic guy. Yeah. Pretty athletic guy. Does a moonsault uh, onto the land on his feet um jumps up onto the turnbuckle he has a good little match with austin theory and uh he gets a surprise roll up to get the win yeah gets good a surprise roll up and uh we get I j- also though then- for someone who's like vince's like protege and like vince's son boy can this guy never look anything like he never looks good he's always a giant dork like always Who? looks terrible austin, austin theory, theory. yeah he looks, looks like it's bad honestly it's a weird pairing uh and i i feel like also vince mcmahon not meant for tv yeah, he's done. Uh, this might be his last. This, is it. this, has, this has to be to his be last. It. Yeah. Um, so Vince McMahon, he comes out and he's about to walk away with Austin Theory. And then Pat McAfee is just like, well, you're going to ring with me. I'll have a little match. And he gets in the ring. He's like hesitant at first. And then he's about to take off his jacket. Then he stops. Everyone boos. But then he takes off his jacket. Then he starts taking off his shirt. He's taking a long time. Yeah. Uh, but as soon as he rips off the shirt, place goes nuts. <laughs> like he's got his, he's fucking jacked. Still like it's like now he's like at this point of age where he's, he's like very fit, yeah. but he's like almost gaunt at the same time. His it's arms and legs are just yeah. very, he's old man. He's 76. He's, old, he's 78. 
78. 78 years old. He just took a stunner at 78. So we get, spoiler, um, we get uh, Vince comes in, takes the jacket off. Then we get Vince versus Pat McAfee. A ref comes out to the ring. And uh, I didn't like the I announcers being like, oh, Pat, be careful. You don't know what you're doing, Pat. Homeboy's 78 years old. What's no, Pat that, McAfee scared that, of? No, I know what the thing is, though, and I actually appreciate about this. There's just like, yeah, he's an old man. He's a very old man. But he's kind of like the final boss. Like yeah. the boss battle. And right. he's just like, like he's like Kingpin. You ever see Kingpin from um, sure. Spider-Man? Yeah. It's Kingpin. He just looks like this big fat guy. But when he removes his shirt, it's all fat muscle. Yeah. And you never expect it. And it's just like, I always see kind of like that. Like, oh yeah, he's just this old man. Then he takes off his shirt. It's just like, oh fuck. He could like, and then he like breaks arms at his fair yeah. time or something. And I, I like, it's just that his offense is just not, it, it, was, it was good enough. He gave, he gave some clotheslines, which were, there and uh then when he's on the ground he's trying to give kicks yeah that was those little kicks. baby kicks those were not working that was rough he couldn't lift his leg high enough for the yeah. kicks um but he gets those kicks and then he does this he takes the ball the takes the football he's oh, pretending he's gonna kick it into the crowd so and then just uh, because uh, austin theory kept sneaking in and hurting pat mcafee when he was about to get up and do something because vince can't take any offense i don't know of he cannot not. take any yeah. So the thing is, like, he gets beat up, does a football kick into Pat McCaffrey's stomach. So funny. And, and it's very funny. And then so gets a, he gets a good pin. Honestly, that was a deep pin. Well, he gets a pin, and that kick was looked effective. Like, the kick to the football, that was effective. Like, it, yeah. it wasn't like a oops. It, like, he kicked him with that football. He got him. Yeah, it was good. Uh, he hit him right, and then he uh, got the pin. Uh, Pat McCaffrey loses, and uh, they're celebrating in the ring. They're about to get out. Glass break. Out comes Stone Cold Steve Austin, runs out to the ring, gets in the ring, and uh, immediately Stone Cold stuns Austin Theory. Great. Having a lot of fun. He's like, then he's talking to Vince and everything's all tense. He's like, want a beer? We'll have a beer. And they like get some beers. And, they, and then uh, Vince, he grabs the beer and he just looks at it. He's like, <laughs> he points at the can. He's just like, this ain't bad. <laughs> real commercial for the beer it's just like yeah. yeah i've never had a beer like this steve uh and then they clink and they're just guzzling and you know what's gonna happen yeah, whenever someone's guzzling in front of stone cold like if he's gonna share a beer with you he'll share a beer and he'll be in the turnbuckles and you'll be in another turnbuckle <laughs> if you're ever facing stone cold sharing a beer he's gonna kick you in the stomach <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna do it that's what's gonna happen so you're drinking the beer and he kicks vince in the stomach and vince just crumbles <laughs> he just like he crumbles get, he gets kicked and then he like stumbles back kind of into the ropes i like he forgot that there's he's, another no, part to his, the move no what happened he got kicked and he did a jump he did a jump and when he landed his legs his knees gave out and then uh, Stokel was already at his head and was just holding his head and just like, uh, and then helps him back up gingerly. He's trying to be careful. <laughs> and then he stuns him by jumping up and sitting on Vince's legs. <laughs> Vince flops down uh, and uh, then he celebrates. And laughing. Stone Cold gets up Stone laughing. Cold. Stone Cold was laughing before he even hit the stunner. Like, yeah. he was already laughing. It was so funny. It was so... And then, I guess... Vince <laughs> was never able to take a stunner no. when he was young. No, no. The first stunner he took was in September of 97, and it was just as bad as the one that he took today. Well, is that the one where he rolled over on him? <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I, and then shaked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think um, I also love that I guess when he went down, one of his shoes fell off. Funny. And Steve just took the shoe at some point and just threw it up the ramp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I just love Stone Cold Celebrations. Stone Cold it's Celebrations incredible. are great. Wish you could end every show, honestly. Is this the and- last time we ever see Stone Cold in a WWE ring? Or any wrestling ring? Uh, no, I, I could see him doing more of this. Like, of uh, him coming in, having a beer bath. Maybe giving a stunner. Yeah. I see him giving. I see there being more stunners in the future, yeah. but I don't see any anything like a, a match or a challenge again. Yeah. Uh, and the stunners he's going to give are Raw twenty five anniversaries, WrestleManias. Those are the only times. Yeah. 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 Um, they keep promoting. You know, like next year's the biggest WrestleMania ever. Dog, this felt like the biggest WrestleMania ever. I don't know how they're going to top that. And you don't have Stone Cold next year. You're not going to have this weird Vince thing next year. You're not going to have my boy Johnny Knoxville next year. It's just weird. I mean, they're going to come up with something. You know, The Rock will probably be there next year. It's Hollywood. So uh, Rock will probably be there. I can't imagine them doing a Hollywood one and not demanding that The Rock be there and planning it according to his schedule. Um, And then we get the last match of the night. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Uh, And Paul introduces Roman Reigns. And he does the whole Brock Lesnar. My name is Paul Heyman. Yeah. And this is Paul Heyman's Smackdown. Uh, no, he didn't say that. But then he uh, said Roman Reigns. And then Brock does his, uh, announces himself, which was very fun. Yeah. It was good. It was, yeah. it was cute. It was I just cute. love seeing Brock have fun. Yeah, I know. I know. Honestly, when I see a smile come across Brock or Randy Orton's face, <laughs> I get filled with joy. Like that heart and soul that made them such toxic human beings growing up. Yeah. It made them just probably the worst people to ever be oh, around. The and now they're just like Randy Orton. He's he's like he's like changed his ways. He's all Black Lives Matter. Like I'm just like Randy. Thank Randy God. Randy Orton is all Black Lives Matter. A hundred percent. Because really? one of what he did, he. And this is a great story. He's like, I said this really stupid, fucked up thing one time. He's like, I went on Twitter and I was just like, he said like uh, something about the uh, about um, cops, like like Blue Lives Matter or something right. like that. Yeah. And, and he said something along those lines. Well, he looks and then like a cop. Big E confronted him. I love it. Big E confronted him. He's just like Big E came up to me. He just started talking to me about stuff and. I did some of my own uh, reading and thinking about it, you know, and I realized I've been kind of an asshole about certain stances on things. And he's just like, he's like, yeah, like, fuck it. Let gay people get married. <laughs> like, just like, he's just all about it. I'm just all about Randy Orton uh, just changing That's from so an evil piece of shit, toxic male to that. And now Brock Lesnar, the same thing. He's just become a big softy. Yeah. Well, Brock, you know what I love? I was telling my partner this. The thing I love about Brock Lesnar is that you would expect him to be like really red and like really like into all of that horrible shit. But Homeboy just was like, I'm going to Canada. I'm moving to Saskatchewan because I don't want to be around anybody. I hate everyone. So I'm just going to buy a bunch of land in the middle of nowhere and I'm going to build a butcher shop and Sable's going to be inside watching TV while I do that. I love it. I'm a big fan of him these days. But then we have the match. And it was, it was fine. It just, it, it yeah. was, it, it was, it, one of the things is it was exciting in terms of like, it was fast paced, nonstop action. They didn't leave us waiting for a lot. It just felt like, um, it, it just didn't feel as grand as they were saying, you know? Yeah. This didn't yeah. feel like a main event. No, it didn't. Especially after all of the things we saw over two days, you have to deliver. 
it was a dumb thing to have Stone Cold go on right before this. Yeah, I that was a dumb thing. There should have been a buffer, but who are you going to have going on after Stone Cold besides the main event? Right. You know, but there right. there should have been a buffer because it did them no favors. Uh, it did them no favors. But what we get is um, a lot of it was a fun. It was actually a really fun match and uh, a lot of action. We get Brock getting speared a bunch of times, and then we get uh, Roman Reigns winning uh, the undisputed championship. Um, so what does this mean, Roy? Uh, are we going to have this one champion going on both shows? Is the, is one show going to get the champion at a time? What do Fox and NBC think of this? I, how are they coping? I see. That's the thing. Like when you have these two people that you have to answer to, and you really only have one superstar. Now you have two, the other one's Cody, uh, full time. Brock doesn't count because he's not full time. You think Brock and Cody are on the same level? Yes, I do. Um, well, look, I think Cody's coming in with a lot of momentum and the wrestling fan loves him. And if the wrestling fan already loves Cody, then that means the live crowd, who is mostly comprised of wrestling fans, will also love Cody. And if the WWE can not fuck it up and kind of work their magic, he will be elevated. I don't think he's on the same level as Brock. That's not what I'm saying. <clears throat> but Brock is not a full-time professional wrestler. I, I don't think – I think Cody is in a great position right now. I think he's I, in a great position and he's really hot in the American market. Uh, yeah. But that's the only market he's hot in right now. Well, I think Cody and Roman could be on the same level in by SummerSlam. They could be on the same yeah. level. Okay. But by, by a certain point. Yeah. I don't think he's there yet. No, I don't think he's even build at, him right. Yeah. They have to build him right. But I don't even think he's at Seth Rollins yet. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. I think he's a hotter prospect. I think they could, he could be up there if they just keep this momentum, yeah. keep this momentum. And why don't you do tomorrow night? Give him a mic. Let yeah, him cut absolutely. one of his. Let him cut one of his glorious promos. Yeah. He actually cuts a really good promo. Of course he does. He's a he great cuts a promo. great promo. And so, like, let him cut a promo, a real emotional one about his return, or undeniable. Have someone of important interrupt him. Someone yeah, of Roman important. Reigns. I don't know if he's. I think it just should be a one more stepping block to Roman. Well, my Roman whole Reigns. thing is like. I, it would make sense if there was one champion who went who was on both shows like they originally did in 2002 you know with the original undisputed title that would make sense to me because again wwe has roman reigns and brock lesnar and then everybody else that's how it works right now so you need these guys going from show to show because they're the biggest draw but if they aren't doing that and they're doing one title on each show i i said this before and i'm going to say it again i think they need to find a way for that second title for Roman to lose that without losing and it needs to go to Cody. Like Cody needs Wait, to be the champion on raw and Roman Reigns needs to be the champion on SmackDown. I don't, I don't think this is like, this is a, this isn't just like a match winner take all titles. This was a unification. So there unification means like, I think there's going to be one belt on Monday. Yeah. There you go. Then it's Roman. Yeah, but I, I'm just curious as to how they're going to do this. Yeah. But um, uh, Cody Rhodes, I, I'm I'm excited for. I hope they do the right thing by him. But that's the end of uh, WrestleMania. Wow. Um, what's your biggest takeaway from this weekend? When WWE wants to, they can still be very, very good. But only when they really want to and they're not doing as much sports entertainment in more professional wrestling. There's a healthy I mix. There's a healthy mix. That's all. Yes. And this was like a, gr a great night to illustrate that. Uh, I, I My biggest takeaway, under promise, over deliver. Yes. Stone Cold's match. Yeah. They said it was going to be the KO show the entire time. 
They knew it was going to be a match. They must have known we're going to do his final match. That's going to be it. He's training for a match, but we're not going to call a match until the very last second because yeah. that's when it will matter the most. People are just going to be like, oh, we're going to see a brawl. And then we find out we get a match. Yeah. And not only is it a match, it's a 10 plus minute match. Yeah. And not only that, like we get a beer bath afterwards and he closes out the show. That was probably the highlight of WrestleMania for me. And uh, yeah, it was a great night. Great night. Any uh, other takeaways before we uh, sign off? No, wrestling's so cool. Wrestling's, wrestling's so cool. So cool. Yeah. Uh, wonder what else is cool? Following us on Instagram. Loser Leaves yeah. Wrestling on Instagram. Loser Leaves Wrestling uh, on YouTube. To check out our live show every Wednesday after Dynamite and uh, afternoons on Saturday, 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. Um, yeah, we're back so soon on Wednesday for Dynamite. And Dynamite's going to be fun. Dynamite's going to be nuts. Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe, Bucks versus FTR, too. There's a tables match between the Hardys and Butcher and Blade, which should be a lot of fun. There's a, a singles match of some kind that seems fun too. It's going to be a good time. I'm excited. Did you, uh, one quick thing. Uh, uh, did you hear about Jeff Hardy talking about the Swanton bomb today? <laughs> no. What do you say? He's just like, someone's just like, does the Swanton bomb hurt? He's like, yeah, a lot. The other person, a lot more. I've been killing people recently. <laughs> he said, he said, how, like, he's like, I should call it the, 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 the crouton bomb. <laughs> he's like, I crunched Mark Quinn the other night. <laughs> He's like, I felt so bad. I felt so bad. <laughs> it was really great. Uh, but thank you all so much for watching. Follow us everywhere. Listen to us on the podcast. Review us on, go to Apple Podcasts and let us review us. I think that'd be very important. Um, thank you all so much for joining us. Oh, you, we really thank you. Oh, yeah. Roy, say, say, give a, say thank you. Hey, thank you so much. We no, have thank had you a, so much. We've had a great time doing this and I hope you have a great time listening to it. Oh, mm. yeah. Get one of these before we leave. Oh, that's hot. That's hot. Loser Lose Rust, like, thank you all so much.